0: Welcome to Desi Sportcast. Uh, You'll be listening and viewing this video and as you can see from the background, we've got a very special person with us today. Um, I just have to say um, uh, the free kick and Canada and you'll know straight away who it is and it's a warm welcome back to the show to Dalima Chivar. Hello Dalima, how are you today?
1: Hi, I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Um, How are you doing?
0: Yeah, it's good. Uh, It's a nice uh, weekend here. Uh, It started off nicely, so we'll see how it goes on. But you know what a British summer's like. You never know what tomorrow's gonna bring. Um, How's Canada today?
1: It's a beautiful day out here. It's sunny, it's bright and the wind is good. And um, Winnipeg and Manitoba in general is doing really good, given the circumstances around the world at the moment. So Mm -hmm. everybody's keeping healthy and everybody's safe here and we are following all the restrictions that are slowly opening up now so it is it has been good and it's all going good for now
0: we'll talk about that first first i have to um say a big thank you for wearing your favorite team shirt i really appreciate that <laughs> uh spreading the love for my uh, beloved leicester city around the world so thank you so much <laughs> you're wearing uh the right colors so that's really good um yeah i mean Since we last spoke, I think it was early last year, and a lot's happened with yourself. Uh, it's been a huge year, couple of huge decisions. I know you've talked a lot about that, but I I wanna see um, a different angle to both of those decisions. But firstly, you did start off the conversation by mentioning how the world is at the moment. And um, it's been very tough here in the UK. How's it been for you in Canada? And I'm assuming because of the lockdown, you had to stay in Canada.
1: Yeah, so I had plans of going back to India and be involved with whatever the national assignments, the exposures that were coming along. But due to the outbreak of COVID-19 and like how it affected the world at such a big rate, so sudden, everything was so sudden, I had to stay back here. And in the beginning, it was really tough. Uh, The situation was really bad. The numbers were increasing massively. And All of us were locked down. They even, like Canada ended up closing even the provincial borders. So you couldn't truly go out anywhere wherever you wanted to or like do anything at all. And uh, with the lockdown, I guess when people started taking care of like, you know, and then following the restrictions, uh, the numbers started going down. And right now here, I guess there are only five to six active cases and there haven't been any new cases. So right now we're doing pretty well. But yeah, like, I do not think that I would be able to travel back home soon anytime because the international travel is still a big question mark and it really isn't safe and all safe. And also like for me, traveling back home is a long journey yeah. way back and <laughs> it's literally flying across the world. So it would it, it isn't really a safe option and I would rather be safe and like healthy here and practice right now. Well, like you know, well, I'm still allowed to go out and play over here, but in India, the cases are rising rapidly, then, like, their uh, numbers are increasing day by day, and nobody's allowed to go out. So, I would rather be here, stay safe, stay healthy, and like, they, yeah, like, just keep practicing.
0: Yeah, and how's your family back home?
1: My family's doing good, they have Brilliant. been in the house for, since March but yeah they're doing good they're staying healthy and they're looking after themselves which is great and also like the restrictions are still opening up in india but the numbers are increasing and yeah. i just hope it all gets better soon
0: yeah absolutely um i've been monitoring the numbers as well and um, i think they're in the middle or the start of their peak uh, we had we had hours in um march early april and um as you know we've got terrible numbers and we're easing it down uh, mm. with the easing out of the lockdown slowly and right. just uh, a couple of weeks ago allowed um, uh, coaching and uh, sports people to go out and train uh, right. with, uh, social distancing in place but obviously football is coming back from this Thursday um, mm-hmm. behind closed doors so it's slightly opening up here and I'm from what you're saying it's the same in Canada you're allowed to go out and practice and train With your colleagues or on
1: your own? Uh, Right now, we're practicing on our own. The team sports haven't really resumed. They will probably by the end of June, but with physical distancing, Um, we cannot. Still, team sports are like still a big question mark here. Like you know, they're not allowing people. They just like here, they're just taking a safer way so that the numbers don't start increasing suddenly again. So like we will be allowed to practice, but with distance and like you know in smaller groups on the field so probably we'll be in different corners of the field and like smaller groups and we will be practicing and just doing the technical drills Mm -hmm. apart from contact and slowly and gradually with so we have different phases here so like as we'll move to the next phase we will be allowed like small sided games with contact and yeah like sanitizing all the equipment and everything but right now I just go out with a few friends from like the team and then we just, we just practice together and we just help each other out, practice and play and just stay in touch for the game.
0: How many weeks has it been for you in terms of lockdown?
1: Uh, so it started around the 23rd of March. Wow. here. Okay. So since then it has been, we've been locked down in our houses, but like the past one month has been quite easy and like, it, like things started opening up and we were allowed to go out to like you know to go like we, we were always allowed to go for a walk till then we were like apart from people but like the last one month we've been allowed to go to the fields and we've been able to train and like now the gyms have opened up but only like you oh, can nice. access gyms, but you can only access the gyms in like groups of five not more than five people can go but you have to sanitize all the equipment that you use so they're opening up things slowly the past one month has been good because things have opened up and yeah like I just hope it just progresses from here and it just like keeps progressing and things get better as soon as they can
0: and of course you were hit in two ways firstly as a sports person but also in your studies as well How how did that affect both of those aspects of your life
1: so uh my studies everything suddenly like one day we were at the university we were sitting in the classrooms and the next day we were told to stay home the university was being shut, and the it took a week for the university to move everything online to to move the classes online to organize all the exams online so i guess it was a big shift and like there was a lot that was happening and like it was a lot to take in at the Mm -hmm. moment because We were waiting, like, the Bisons had, we, every uh, spring, we have, like, a spring tournament, and, like, teams come in, and, like, you know, we have different teams who come participate, and we were waiting for that tournament as well, and, like, it was right before the tournament that the COVID-19 hit, and, like, the university had to shut down, everything had to shut down, our tournament got canceled, our end-of-the-year banquet awards got canceled, so, I guess it was it was too much to take in to not be out on the field to not play anymore to see like the tournaments are getting canceled to see that international exposures were getting canceled and like studies you couldn't we couldn't even like go to the university everything was being shifted online shifted online and like it was just too much to take in it, like it was like really st- stressful and like the change was like so sudden that it took us a while to understand what was actually happening till the time like you know till the time we actually realize what was going on around us so yeah the shift has been like a major shift but i guess now it's something that as humans all of us will have to learn to live with it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: now so um, i guess that's what all of us are trying to do and like you know trying to work our ways around it so yeah
0: um in terms of um the term for your university studies i mean here i'm just comparing to myself that In a way, it was good because the summer term was coming. So, you know, students had online uh, support for a month or two months. Uh, Were you due a summer break or uh, anything equivalent? Or was that term meant to go on till the fall, as you would say? Uh,
2: So
1: the term, like it was the winter term that was hit, like the classes were shifted online. So it was like we were approaching towards the end of the winter term when the COVID-19 pandemic hit. But after that, the summer classes were planned like in May. So we did not have that. That had to get canceled because the university had to plan ahead for like the summer classes in June and July, in August. And like for the fall semester, and now even like our fall classes, like fall semester has been shifted online as well. Because right. the students coming in, like students coming in from different parts, it's again going to be a very risky way to start with after mm. the pandemic. So... Um, It was just like the month of May that it took a lot of, I just went in the university, had to do it. But like after that, the university again started in June with like the summer classes. And like now now everything is like, everything is going uh, like, you know, fluently and classes are happening online and everything like for fall has been planned already. And now the university has already started planning for the winter semester, depending on if there's a second wave of the virus or not mm. so there, there could be chances that we would have like the winter term online as well if things do not get better the vaccine does not come around mm. but for now uh, the plan is still in like it's still in the process for the winter term but yeah like now we have everything in hand for like summer and fall.
0: Yeah I mean just talking personally it took me probably to be honest about a month to get used to the new normal as they say Right. or oh, the temporary normal because the new normal is still to come from what they say, uh, what they're telling us but um in terms of adjusting to working from home not having mm-hmm. any social activities um right. and obviously you're at a campus which is a big part of campus life um, right. how long did it take you to adjust and how how did you find that process
1: i guess i still haven't adapted well to that right. because I was like, as like a sports person as sports people and like go football player, you're always like, you know, you, you're used to of having people around you mm-hmm. and being a part of the team and like, you know, looking forward that whenever the clock would hit four PM and like it would be five PM, you would be out on the field, you would be with your friends, you would be playing and you would be practicing with each other, you would be on campus. There would be so much that you would be doing together. Mm-hmm. And I guess yeah. I'm still miss it so much and that's mm-hmm. something that I still haven't adapted to well and like it's it's hard for me to process that like you know as a player because that is something that I've been doing all my life. Mm-hmm. And like this is something that i am something of this magnitude is something that I haven't experienced and I hadn't experienced. And now to be able to adapt to it and like you know, our season still not like not having the decision whether the season would happen or not because you have home and away matches and you cannot travel there are travel restrictions. I guess it's too much to take in and to know the fact that you cannot actually go out, you cannot play with your teammates and you cannot practice. It's really hard. And for me, because I've been doing it for like the past 22 years, mm-hmm. it's still something that I'm still trying to take in as a player because I really want to be out there and I really want to be with the team and practice and play matches and like, you know, have those high-intensity matches and, like, games to play. But I know I cannot look at that in the near future, at least. Or maybe till, like, the end of the year. That's something that I cannot look at. And it seems like a far-fetched goal at the moment. So I guess I am still adapting to it. Okay. I still haven't been able to adapt myself to a situation like this.
0: Right. Okay. Well, um, we're all in the same boat in a way, like I said. It, it, it took me a while to get to a stage where I was sort of comfortable with it. But I think I'm sort of there. But uh, it's part of you, I know, um, being in Canada and um, being in um, sports for such a long time. And it's a big part of it. It's a bigger, bigger break. Uh, for somebody like yourself. Um, right. How have you managed? I, I know you've had routines and I've seen the videos where you're putting a lot of guys to shame in terms of your fitness routine and right. uh, what you're doing. So I'm assuming that's all being laid out for you by the club or is that something that you've, um, you know, just done yourself off your own back to keep fit and maintain uh, your fitness?
1: I guess for me, maintaining my fitness has always been a key factor of being able to maintain the performance because at the end of the day, only if you're a fit is that you're capable of competing at the highest level that you wish to compete at. So like when the lockdown happened for like, it even took time for our coaches to understand what was happening and how to approach the situation. And um, yeah, like you said, like you've been following and I have also been putting, we always had like consistent programs that our coaches were forwarding to us and we had like we had a strength and conditioning coaches putting our strength sessions our head coach putting like ball skill sessions that we could do in our living rooms or like just for the wall and like like if we were saying like I share my house with like two other players from the team so like you know things that you could do together in like pairs at home just in the living room so I guess we always had like um there were people like assistant coaches planning and everybody putting in their brains to like, you know how to keep everybody fit. And we had like cardio sessions, high intensity, um, HI, like HIT workouts planned. So I guess we were receiving plans. And at the end of the, at the end of the week, we had to report whatever we were doing and how much we had put in and how many sessions we did in a week. So I guess I have, that's how I've been able to maintain. And even now, like now it's like our six week, um, off when we actually start our preseason for um for the season which we still don't know which is going to happen or not but usually at this time of the year it is like the off but still I'm trying to keep myself like up and I'm still training and I'm getting those workouts in every day morning Mm -hmm. and evening and um yeah with my playing career and like my father being my coach as well and like here as well I have followed a lot of workouts and like I know I know what my body requires. I know what my body needs. And I know where. what are the aspects where I need to improve in and what are my weaknesses which I need to work on. So now is the time that I'm using for myself to keep myself fit, to keep myself, like to keep my cardio really good, to keep myself healthy. Mm-hmm. And because at the end, I feel like when we go back to the game, the, the work that I put in at this time would will be what will make the difference later
2: Absolutely.
1: on. Yeah. So, uh Yeah, so like I am making sure that I put the workouts in. I'm still like talking to my coaches and I can see and I'm like trying to see what I can do and what I cannot do and what are the alterations that I can make my workouts and what are the different kinds of things that I can do. So with all of that, I'm trying to keep myself fit, and I'm still trying to keep myself at the top of my game and like you know at the top of my fitness level and I'm trying to get those runs those workouts those gym sessions in now as well since the gyms have opened up so I'm following I'm following the plan and I'm following um like there's a plan that I've made for myself so I'm following that and I'm trying to keep myself fit and mm-hmm. like I, and I'm trying to do as much as I can get
0: yeah and that's a big element but the other big element is obviously keeping uh, mentally strong and right. uh, one of the really nice Instagram posts I like was a uh, view. And I think it might've been your housemates uh, painting. Right. Um, if you ever decide to sell that painting, you know, I'll have a bid in there because it, that was beautiful. So it's good that you were looking at the whole aspect of, um, you know, not just the physical, but the mental as well. Right. Cause that's really important, right. isn't it? Right. It
1: like for me, I have always said that the mental aspect has is really important because at the end of the day that is what defines you as a person and like it defines what you want to do and how much effort could you actually put in and like how much hard work would you actually put in because till the time you're not mentally motivated and you do not have that confidence in yourself I guess it gets really hard and with the quarantine I guess yes it has had a major impact on our lives it was like a major hit it it left us all very sad and upset that we couldn't really carry on with our daily lives and we could not do what we would usually do. But I guess I also utilized this time doing things that I would hardly get time to do. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we started with painting and I've been reading so much nowadays because I used to find it really hard to get time to read because Mm -hmm. I was always crushed in between going to the university, running for practices, going here and there. And now being home, I've got that time to read and like you know to read as much as I can. I've always loved reading. I've always loved baking as well. And I've been able to bake quite more often than I used to. And yeah, we got a lot of painting done in as well. And I guess mentally it helped not only me but my friends as well to come in that mental zone to be able to connect with each other more and to connect with people and like you know actually check on people, like how they were doing and if everything was fine. I remember me along with one of my friends, like who I uh, share my house with, we used to make sure, like because we were able to go and drive, so we would go sit in the car, drive around someone's house, like some one player one day, like you wow. know, to their house, just call them to come out in their wow. balcony, like in the front yard and like in the backyard, and just like talk across the road and just make sure that they were doing fine, and like oh, you know,
2: just,
1: yeah, just to make sure because like. I I I just remember like we, we used to have like team meetings and we were talking like we could see how upset everybody was and how mm-hmm. big of a hit it was for everybody to take in
2: mm-hmm. and
1: with season happening or not happening it has it has been like a very upsetting time for everyone and um, So we we just tried to, we we just wanted to make sure that everybody was doing fine because here we had each other and like, you know, we had people, but like some people were just staying alone with like different people. And like, so we just wanted to make sure that they were doing fine. So we made sure that we would check in on people. So we would just drive by to their houses, like talk from window to window, like from the window of the car to the window of their house. And we would talk and just make sure how they were doing
0: yeah can I say from personal experience during this lockdown, I had that my work colleagues came and did that sort of surprise uh, just to see how I was because I was going through something and um at the receiving end, what you did is incredible because for me right. that really boosted my spirit, so what you did for your um, uh, colleagues and that's incredible right. that is fantastic because I've been at the receiving end of those, so it means right. a lot to the people who are receiving. Uh, what you're doing
1: right because i guess also personally for me it has been a very big realization of how it feels to feel the way that i was feeling and Mm. it is not a feeling that anybody would want to go through nobody would want Mm. to go through that self-doubt because i'm pretty sure like this time there were a lot of questions that people had in their minds of where the where the life was headed where their Mm. career was headed and like what was it that they could do? And there was like so much of self doubt that, mm. and and also people could not reach out physically, no. and like they just needed somebody to talk to or like somebody just to ask them if they were doing fine. So I guess like as a team and also like our coaches made sure they were able to do a lot more better and got time to like you know do what we like doing.
0: Yeah, no, that's fantastic, and. Um you know, um, like I said, from personal experience what you did was incredible because I was at the receiving end. Um but, you know, we've talked um quite a bit about where the world is now, where you are and what's happening and hope well, not hopefully we will definitely all get through this and life will return to some sort of normality very soon. Um, but um I wanna go back to a couple of big decisions that you made and then progress from there to now. And obviously the biggest one, and it couldn't have been easy at all, was taking a sabbatical from the national team. And I know you shared your thoughts on that. And um, it must have been a very, very tough decision. That's not an easy decision.
1: Right. Like, uh, yeah, moving my move to Canada. But I guess like, it was. it's always a difficult decision when it comes to... Um, not like you know moving away from the national from the national team for a while and like to join um to join another team and being playing for like another team because i guess at the end of the day that decision came to me after looking at the bigger picture and what mm-hmm. i wanted from life because um the women's football scenario around the world is still not a very stable like you know it's not a very stable career mm-hmm. and especially in India through my experience, what I've seen is that's not something that you can actually be dependent on financially or like you can make a career out of it, but you cannot, that's not something that you can actually depend on mm-hmm. to define your life. Mm-hmm. So I guess that decision came along for me through the personal goals that I have for myself as well, because I've always wanted to, uh, do my master's in sports psychology and sports psychology, is something that I've wanted to pursue. Because I really believe in the mental aspect of the game and that is something that has, hasn't been discovered and like hasn't been explored much in, in the country. So I guess the decision wasn't an easy one. And obviously, when I came here, I had to miss out on a few of the exposures with the national team, although I got in all the major tournaments that I could play in before coming here. But um, yes, it was difficult. It was difficult to see that I wasn't playing the matches when the national team was traveling but um, I guess for me what always matters and what has always mattered is the, is the bigger picture and the long-term goal and I guess um, sometimes you cannot you always you cannot have the best of both worlds mm-hmm. and you need to like leave something to have something else as well yeah. but yeah the good part is that I haven't that I'm not away from football I have been mm-hmm. I've been yeah. playing football here I've been exposed to different environments playing with different players against yeah. different teams So that has helped me grow personally as a player and as a human as well. And to be able to adapt to different situations and circumstances as well in the field, outside the field. And to see what the scenario of football is like outside the country. So I guess uh, just weighing those pros and cons and seeing what my goals were. I took that decision. But I, yeah, like I still just cannot
0: wait to be back in my national team colors. Yeah, but when I saw the video and um, what you said afterwards, I totally agree. And what you said just now in terms of looking at the bigger picture, I totally get that. And by looking at the bigger picture, you've broke quite a few glass ceilings in your career already, but you broke a very thick glass ceiling when you moved right. to Canada, became the first Indian um, women's footballer to get a scholarship. Right. um manitoba was it because of the uh sporting aspect or was it because of the quality of the uh like uh, psych- um the sports psychologist course or was it a combination of both that made you go to Winnipeg? Um,
1: for me it was a combination of both also like university of manitoba has a few of the best um professors in the field that I'm trying to pursue and like this Mm. sports psychologist who is with working with the team she's also my advisor and Mm. she is she's done some amazing work in the research field in sports psychology and also uh, one of the biggest reasons for me to move to Manitoba has been the coach here like the head coach Vanessa Mm. and like she has worked like she has she's worked with the national team she's worked with Mm. U17 Germany team she's worked with U17 Mexico women's team and she yeah. herself in her career she she's played for clubs in Germany she's played for clubs in U.S. and like you know she's yeah. had a beautiful career she's yeah. always like you know she's a FIFA instructor as well and like she has a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience on her plate as well and yeah. I got in touch with her through someone and we talked a lot and like our goals like met and like she was ready to give me 100 like she she saw my video, she saw my game and then she said that she was willing to give me 100 percent scholarship and mm-hmm. i could have the course that i wanted and like you know I could, like, and that's how we got in touch and like she has a good like you know background of the sport of yeah. coaching and playing as well and like i felt that i could i could come here and i could there was so much that i could learn and i could work on myself as a player. When I would go back to the national team, I would like you know, like the the, the time here, the experience here would just help me become better.
0: Hundred percent. And I do want to uh, talk about uh, Coach Lagunas and um, alicia Stracken, if that's okay, a little bit later, right. because that, that, right. I think that's a huge part of. Um, well, you've already said that it's right. a huge part of why you're in um, university yeah. there. But when you landed, by the way, had you been to Canada before? No, this is my first time in Canada. Wow, okay. So it really was a big decision um, right. into the unknown. So when you eventually landed, because you couldn't have chosen anywhere possibly further from India, because like you said, if you go via the Pacific or via uh, the Atlantic, it's right. a long, long journey. But right. uh, you eventually ended up in uh, Winnipeg right. and um, you went to your first day in the university. Um, I've seen videos. We get a lot of um, American college football, uh, sports here, but uh, had you seen, um, w- what were your expectations when you went on your first day to training and the um, and the environment and the facilities and everything like that? Because it's incredible.
2: Right. Right.
1: Like uh, I did not, like I was just looking forward. Like there was not as many expectations that I had but like, for me, I was just looking forward to what was the new aspect that was waiting for me and, like, you know, what was something new that I would be exposed to and what is, mm-hmm. like, what is it that I would have more to, like, you know, more that I would have access to and, like, you know, I would be exposed to as a peer and as a person as well, like, in my profile, uh, like, in my personal side of personal sports psychology. And I guess my first day of training, I remember when I went, I was introduced to the team that was the day I landed here. I was picked up at the airport. I went, I, I, like, I, I went to the house and then I changed and then I was out on the field. I, I wasn't training that day because I got after like 48 hours of travel. And then I went, I went to the field because I really wanted to be out there. I wanted to meet the team. And uh, Vanessa introduced me to the team and everybody was so accepting. Everybody was so welcoming and I guess it was one of the most friendly, like, you know, welcomes and like the conversations that I'd ever had with a team. And, um, I spoke to players, I got to know them and I was standing out and everybody, like all, from all the staff, like from the athletic therapist to um, the sports psychologist to like the assistant coaches everybody came out everybody talked I, I spoke to everyone they oh. they were so transparent and honest about the team and like you know I was introduced to everything that was there Lisha at that time was traveling through her research so it took me some time to actually meet her and get in touch with her but um, yeah in total like everybody was so welcoming and it was like I was happy and like you know there was like so much to learn and so much to see because I was in an infrastructure where there were home and away games because in yeah. India, we still don't have home and away games for like mm-hmm. the women players. And like there are home and away games. I, I had like uh, different coaches who were looking after different needs and like there was a nutritionist who was looking com- completely just looking after our nutrition and everything. And then I, I had access to a sports psychologist, which I always wanted in my mm-hmm. career. Um,
2: you especially
0: and you're very lucky to get uh, Leisha. I've seen quite I've read and seen quite a bit about her uh, right. incredible experience. Right. Right.
1: Right. And I've I've been I've spoken to Leisha, and she's my advisor, and she's the one who's guiding me through my masters, and she'll be oh. guiding me through my thesis and like you know everything like my study aspect of it. And she's always been there. And I guess I've there's so much that I've been interacting to her about, and there's so much that I get to learn from her every day whenever I interact with her. And yeah, like I've like been here since the like I've spent a year now here in Winnipeg, and it has just been a lot of learning for me, and also like being exposed to sports psychologists like Lisha and like a few others who have who have worked with the team, who were there always traveling with us, who were interacting with us, and like you know making us get a hold of ourselves when we did not believe in ourselves before the match and like we were thinking that it would be a tough match to go and There was so much that I could learn thinking of like, you know, what a sports psychologist does with the team and like as a player as well of what I could use uh, from like what was being done with us. But uh, like the work that was being done with us from the sports psychologist. So I guess it has been, it has been so much of learning like all throughout. And also like, I consider I myself very grateful to have Vanessa to guide me through like the the playing aspect of it and have Lisha as someone who's guiding me through my masters and who's looking after my masters and is my advisor for it as well. So I guess I've been I consider myself pretty grateful that I could come here. I I got full scholarship and I'm also part and I'm getting to play professional. Like I'm getting to play with the team as well. For like you know I'm, I'm constantly involved with the team and I'm getting to learn from like one of the best mm-hmm. around the world. So well, I guess I was pretty lucky in that in those
0: terms as well. Well, let, let's not also forget the university is very lucky to have you, um, an international with forty caps, and um, so it's even even sort of a deal. Let's let's not right. forget that as well. <laughs> um, but in terms of, I, I was looking at the uh, the Bison's roster, and I was looking at uh, the the support staff. Uh, mm-hmm. That's an incredible support staff, and the number of people that are in that it's right. it's amazing and when you if you were to say, i mean i'm used to it when i say i'm used to it because we know this happens in uh north american sports and universities right. and colleges but for somebody back home they must think wow this is incredible
1: that that was my reaction when i got here the first time as well and i remember like it was um two days into like the training session the third day was like our it was like the days we would get like a photographs we would have our mad jerseys and it was time to pose and team pictures and individual pictures and individual videos and everything. And then I hadn't like that was the first day that I actually met everybody from the staff. And I still remember like we had our picture and there was just one line of all the staff members and like there's so many people who are working around the clock for like the team and it is so good to have them because um there are specific people who can work on specific parts of like you know specific aspects of your performance and i guess that is very essential to have the that overall development because um, having one person look after all the aspects it does not really work quite well because that's too much for a person to do as well as like too much to know at the same point of time mm-hmm. so i guess for me here to have so many people work around the clock and like, you know, to look after my specific needs, whether it was an injury during the game or like, um, like you know, my mental aspect of the game, adapting to the new culture, adapting to the new environment, adapting to a new game of play or like, you know, anything or like my nutrition or like what I should be eating given my body. So I guess it has always like, you know, it has it has been it has been a great ride and has been so much to look forward to at the end of the day, because I could have. Like I could have specific requirements, and I I would I could understand what I need to do specifically for like different aspects. So mm. I guess for me it was it was like really exciting when I came here, and now I feel this is something that I've gotten really used to, of like you know having people and like you know being close to people who I know will be there to help me with a specific thing that I uh, like a specific requirement that I need.
0: I think but that's. It,
1: also, if even when I'm back in India, I know I could reach out to these people anytime, and they would be there to help me as well.
0: Well, I think that's a perfect example of what a professional team, or whatever, well, uh, uh, you know certain levels should have, right, right up to your national team. That so you need right. that support network right. of, so it allows you to concentrate on playing football, and there's right. nothing, no other distractions. Everything is taken care of. I think that's how you get your hundred uh, percent. Uh, attention to what you need to do right right Uh, now uh, following on that I was just going to ask you mentioned the nutritionist and I'm not sure if you had a nutritionist in India but uh, whenever I speak to sports people Mm -hmm. although they know it's really a big part of being a professional sports person you know you you sometimes adjusting to the food and the uh the um, demands of the nutrition is not easy how did you find adjusting to what they were saying as to what you should be eating and how much Um, i guess
1: uh it wasn't really hard because um even though uh like you know like I, I did not have a nutritionist around me when I was back home and like there was no one. But I guess my parents, because like my father was my coach as well and he's been a sports person himself and my mother was like a sports person herself as well. So like in our house, there was like, we barely used to go out for like, you know, like like we used to go celebrate dinner, like used to go, go out for dinners. But like my mother literally learned everything to cook at home. And like okay. since I was a kid, i was exposed to having healthy meals like for us at home when it was snack time it wasn't it wasn't a piece of cake it wasn't it wasn't like having chips or anything it was like it was boiled vegetables or it was like um it was like having like you know uh, sprouts like you know having like quinoa like those those healthy snacks so so like since i was a kid i was exposed to that kind of an environment so like my parents they looked after that i was I was like you know eating healthy because I, like because in those growing years, if that's not something that I would have gotten used to if that's something that I wouldn't have received, probably my performance and my improvement yeah. wouldn't have been as much, and yeah. I guess uh, nutrition and the diet plays an important role, having said that also like there were days like on a weekend, probably when I would go out shopping with my sister or like when we would just be like like it would just be family time. We would watch movies and everything like one meal. And like, you know, there would be one meal where you could eat whatever you would want to, you would order pizza, like, you know, we would have it. But I guess that is something that has always been a part of my family as Mm -hmm. since I was young. And that was something that my mother always like, you know, looked after my parents looked after and like, you know, they, because at the end of the day, it's just about understanding the importance of, the food that you eat on, like, the performance. And I guess there were so many hours that I was giving on the field that I had to eat healthy and, like, I had to eat what, like, you know, my parents considered important for me, having for them, for them also, because they had that experience and they knew what would help me best. So I guess it wasn't really hard for me. But yeah, sometimes you crave for, like, something different and like you know because you're so tired and like you get exhausted of having the same then yes we do dive into like whatever we want to eat and like we we cheat on our meals sometimes whenever we feel right but the next day we're again out on the field and we're burning those calories and everything so we make sure that we put in the extra effort as well when we when we cheat on our
2: meals and we dive into our cravings as well
0: (laughs) well everybody (laughs) needs a cheat day now and again so there's 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 nothing wrong with that um did you get a uh, choice in the number 10 shirt did they did they, uh, did they ask you or
1: no they did not ask me so uh for them like when i got here but they for them like i was like an attacking player and like i came here as an attacking player and um when i got here uh everybody was getting their mad jerseys and like when it was my turn they like they gave me. They honored me with the number ten jersey of
2: the team.
1: Yeah. yeah, like they honored me with the number ten jersey of the team, and uh, yeah, it was, like, was, was really, it was really nice. It was that moment was really nice, and like I got to wear the jersey, and then I was yeah, and then I was playing as an attacking midfielder here, okay. so on on the right wing. But yeah, I was mm. playing, and then. Yeah, like I was, I did not ask me, but they themselves honored me with the well, number
0: ten. Yeah, that is a big number to get and I, I know players, um certain players demand that shirt because of what it right. means. Uh, so right. that was that's incredible from them. Um I don't know if you went there and took part in the preseason or did you go straight into the league season uh, by the time you were? Uh, so it
1: was like it was because of my visa issues. Because the thing was, that I was traveling with the national team, so I always had my passport in my hand because we were hopping from countries to countries, and I couldn't really apply for my Canadian visa in time. Mm-hmm. That I applied for a Canadian visa in June, and and like when you do it like for the first time, and it was a study permit, like I had to apply for a student visa, and it takes a lot of time for that to go through and like the process to go through. It took a while because um, the preseason starts in mid July. But I could only make it in like the second week of August here in Canada. And I straight away had to, I dive. I straight away started with competitions, with preseason tournaments, because usually in August and preseason, we as a team, we travel to different places, we play different tournaments, we travel to the US to play some exposure matches. And when I got here, I straight away had to dive in. I did not have much of a time to adapt to what the game was like and what was expected of me as well so and then after that the season here starts on the third or like the seventh of september given the circumstances so i guess um i had two weeks of preseason with the team but i was just playing preseason matches and after that i straight away had to dive into uh the season but I yes even through the season i was taking time to adapt to the game of play to the level of game because um no matter where you transition and like even if it is like a different team in India as well it takes time because every team has a different style of play and a different game that they want to play yeah,
2: yeah. and
1: it takes time for a player to adapt to what is actually required of them but mm. yes even through the season even when i was out in the field i was playing i was trying to adapt to the game of play and what the girls were what the team was expecting me to do for them as well but um, I did not really have as long as a preseason that I would have expected. But I kind of straight away dived into the matches and matches, and then the season.
0: Well, that, that was the other thing I was going to ask you. Have you ever been in a, a routine where you're playing so many games week in, week out? Have you had that sort of experience before? Or was this the first time? Because, like you said, you play home and away. I think there are about fourteen games in the season before the playoffs. Right. So, right. how do you experience that sort of, you know, consistent playing games before
1: uh, such a
0: period not, as well?
1: Not really, because, like, this season, um, like, the Indian Women's League in India is usually for, like, around a month or two. Yeah. And it's, like, in, like, a month and month and a half where, like, mm-hmm. all the teams collect at one place. And, like, you're playing matches every second day or every third day. And, like, that was the only kind of exposure that I've had in terms of matches. And um, also with the national team, it was like when you're traveling for a tournament or you're you're traveling for a championship. It was like that time when you're just playing three matches against like the four teams that you've been pulled against. So I guess before that, it wasn't like I hadn't really been exposed to a scenario like this. Uh, Because here in the season, we would practice from Monday to Thursday. Friday, we would travel. Saturday and Sunday, we would play two away matches. Sunday, by Sunday night, we were back. And so Monday, we were back to the university. And mm. then it would, it would repeat every weekend. And like when it was at home it was the only time that we could relax because we would come home and we would have time. And there was just no traveling time that was being taken away. So I guess, um, no, but uh, this was like the first time I was so much involved with going, going away for matches, coming back and being constantly there in the classes at the university. And also, sometimes the training was like two times a day. Like after the soccer training, we used to hit the gym straight away and then used to come back. And the next day, again, the routine repeats itself. So I guess this is the first time, like for like con- continuously since um, August, because I wasn't really there for the preseason before that since August to the beginning of November that I was continuously involved and literally the time just flew by because i was so involved in whatever i was doing the time just flew by and mm. like I, I was just so involved with the team and like with whatever was going around
0: because i'm just um, i'm just tired listening to you uh, explaining the uh, away <laughs> games and the routine but that, let's not forget on top of that you've got your studies
2: right so right
0: that's incredible
1: right so i guess like that's that's something like you know that a student athlete life gives you and like you know it it like the, the experience of being a student athlete is is so huge and it's it's so enriching that there's so much that you get to learn not only to manage your time not only to set your priorities straight but also like you know to be able to multitask to have like you know that mental capacity to to have everything going on and like you know simultaneously deal with so many things you know you have your exam tomorrow but like you're traveling for like you know your away games i still remember like from the season we used to be traveling and the moment like we used to board a flight everybody's laptops used to be out and everybody used to be doing their assignments everybody used to be studying in the planes. we used mm-hmm. to land we used to hit the hotel and after that we were in the meetings and after the meetings we would get up we would have breakfast after that the little time the coach used to give us a little time that we could catch up with our studies so we used to have like an hour break for us to like do our studies, read and like catch up with our studies, write our exams if we had an exam. And then we were like, we were used to get ready. There was a pre-preparation a pre-game meeting and then pre-game preparation. And then we were out in the field playing matches, back to the hotel and then like the same routine. So I guess the student athlete experience is just so enriching and like there's so much you get to learn. And I guess being a student athlete, I was even back home being a student athlete I was away from the university most of the time because I was traveling with the national team but here it has been a lot more different because I I was traveling with the players who was who were studying in the same university and I still remember at the airports used to be at the airport everybody studying their laptops are out we're just trying to get in the time manage the time as 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 well as we
0: could do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna Clip what you've just said in the past two minutes. And for right. any young person that wants to go to the top, this is what the yeah. commitment required is. It's incredible. Uh, you make it sound, you know, it, it's not easy. Uh, I can see that it's not easy. It takes a lot of commitment and hard work and uh, fair play because uh, you're doing it uh, and you've done it right. so fantastic. Um, Definitely. I, yes. Uh, and I um,
2: think this is something that I've always said as well. like
1: time management and like, you know, setting your priorities straight is always something that would get you because it's not only here, but like also when I was back in India and like I was, like I was training two times a day. I had school to go to and I was still doing my undergraduate from a regular, from a regular mm-hmm. university, but I had to be present in classes and like my, even back home when I was growing in my growing age, in my growing ages. My schedule used to be that I would be up by 5 a.m. And then I would be on the field and I would be practicing. Eight o'clock, I was in school. From eight to two o'clock, I would be in school. And then I would come back. I would have my lunch. I would complete my homework. And then at 4 4 p.m., or like 5 p.m., I would be at the field again. And I would be training again. And when I would come back, I would have, I would shower. I would have dinner. And then I would sit to, like, do my individual study for, like, in for the preparation, for, like, future preparation of like all the exams and like wasting the time watching the watching the television and everything because I do remember there were times when my mother used to be like my father used to be like, like you know if you don't want to go to school it's okay you can rest and my mother used to be like do you want to come out of your room do you want to spend some time with us and I was like no like I'm busy studying like you know like I'm trying to catch up on my studies because I know if I go away and like if I'm not in the school I would lose out on that time and I had to cover for it. Wow. So I guess that is something, and like managing that time has brought me and like made me what I am here today.
0: Yeah. And I guess I that
1: also requires the dedication to to do it, and like you know, to just put in that much of effort.
0: Yeah, and it just it, it comes across what's needed to get to where right. you are and where you want to get get to as well, because you, you right. you're not. Um, at the end of your journey by any means in, in, in sports or, uh, as a psychologist, Uh, um, but just going back to the season, thanks to you, the Bison's had their best ever season since 2007 (laughs) or eight. Um, yeah. So you got to the playoffs, uh, but, uh, talk me through the goal, um, against, was it Regina? Regina. Regina. That must have been a special moment.
1: It, it was it was a very special moment, and I do remember it was it was a corner kick that came in, and all of us went in, and it got deflected against one of my own teammates, and I caught the opportunity, and I did not think anything at that time. I wasn't in a, the right position to volley it into the post, but I was like, I don't care, like I'm gonna go for it. I volleyed it into the into the net, and like I lost my balance and I fell, and I just remember everybody like. Hugging me and like jumping on me when I got that goal, but uh, yeah, it, it was like it was a one, it was a wonderful experience.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I've not seen it. But I've I've read about it, and um, uh, like uh, all of your goals, you don't score boring goals; they're spectacular right. goals. So, right. but, um, but that must have been a very special moment, getting your first um, uh, goal uh, for your uh, team. But um, overall, were you happy with how the season went? I know you lost in the uh, quarterfinals or the equivalent of the quarterfinals. Right. Right. Um how did you think the season went for the Bisons?
1: Oh, uh, the season like you said like we had one of the best seasons in like so many years and the season actually went on really good. We qualified from the first round of playoffs to the second round of playoffs and um even in the second round of playoffs he performed outstandingly well and it was I still remember it was in the 83rd minute that we opened and yeah. The got a free kick and it was like we slightly just missed out and it was just a deflection it just went right in the corner where we was we weren't expecting it yeah. and yeah like it was it was a great run and the team that we lost to ended up winning the national championship at the end yeah so i guess like probably we still think of it as probably if we would have beaten them we would have picked up the national championship
0: i'm pretty sure but, that would've been but they, how how long are you there for 3 years 4 years sorry how long are you in uh, at at the university? How long is the course?
1: Uh for me, like I, I finished my course. Um I finished my course next year at the end of twenty twenty one. So I have one more like after this year I have one more season to go with the right.
0: bison. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the bisons will get their first national title by the end of that. So um <laughs> That's the pressure on the other guys, not you. You've done your bit. You've, brought, you've you've made them into having one of their best seasons for a long time. So that was good. Um, I know U sports is really huge uh, in Canada, just like the uh, American college uh, sports is very good. You must get a lot of support in women's soccer there, or is it the other sports that are attracting? Because, you, I mean, the university's got um, really, really good teams in a lot of different... Yeah, so how is the support for women's uh, football in um uh, in uh, Canada, in uh, uh, your university,
1: it has it has been great. Like there have been so many people supporting, like the women's soccer, and like you know coming out and like showing the support. I still remember I went with Vanessa to one of the schools here, and um, like you know the young the young kids like who are still in like you know the third grade or like fourth grade, they know me and like mm-hmm. you know they talk about me. And I still remember one of my friends from the team who's from Brazil, she she was coaching like for the kids and she came across a child who was talking about me. And like I, I still have that video in my phone she sent me, she recorded that video of the kid and then um, the kid was talking about me that I know Dalima Chibbert and like,
2: oh. you know, she's
1: a great player and like I want to be like her. And I remember like I went... To a school here nearby with Vanessa, and we read out. We were like it was like the reading month, like a reading week where we had to like read out a story to the kids, and we read them about Christine Sinclair, and we told them about like a Canadian star, and like uh, you know, like it was it was great. From kids to whether it's like you know the parents and like you know like the oldest of people here, like the support is massive, and like you know they support you and they're there for you in terms of whatever you need. And also when I came here, like all the players and like, you know, the staff in terms of I just came in terms of if there was something that I needed or like there was something somewhere that I had to go. Everybody has been like, you know, uh, very supportive and like have has been looking out after me. Mm-hmm. So I guess it has it has been it has been great and like yeah, the support has been so much and it's just oh, yeah. great to see that even like, you know, little kids out here are looking up to me and like, you know, they come out mm-hmm. and then they tell me like you know they they share that they want to be like me and they look after my game and they've seen videos of me play so
2: so it's it's great
0: yeah absolutely i don't know if it's the same uh photo i saw but i saw a photo of you talking to some kids and they were engrossed right. in what you were saying so right. you you definitely had their attention um what in terms of what you were saying um I know this uh, interview could, uh, for me, it could go on for another hour, but I know right. your time is precious. So <laughs> I really appreciate you spending this long uh, talking to me. And there's so much I wanted to talk to you about. But I'm just yeah. going to uh, try and um, uh, finish off by something um, slightly uh, lighthearted away from football in terms of um, you've had, uh, I know personally, I've been there, daily winters are very cold. How's mm-hmm. the uh, winter in uh, Winnipeg in comparison? Are you ever going to complain about the cold in Delhi?
1: Yeah, like I honestly used to be complaining so much about the cold in Delhi. But in um, Delhi, and like I used to tell my father sometimes, like you know, I don't want to go out. But when I got here, before heading back to India, I witnessed like a snowstorm. It wasn't like my first time being in the snow, but it was like my time witnessing witnessing an actual snowfall. And also, like, during the season, in a few of our away matches and home matches as well, like, there was snowfall that started. And, like, people who used to come watch our matches used to be there with their blankets and sleeping bags just coming to watch our matches. And, like, they used to be covered, like, like, fully covered. And we used to be out there in our shorts and, like, a T-shirt. And, like, we used to be freezing out there. <laughs> but I guess from here, when I went back home, I, I I used to I literally used to tell my parents like it's so warm, like why are you guys wearing sweaters? And they were like, You must be kidding me, like it's so cold and freezing out here. Like like you know, you should cover yourself, you know, like it's not as um cold as Canada, like you know, as Winnipeg, but it gets really cold. And Winnipeg actually is one of the coldest places in Canada. And um when I got back here it was minus thirty, it was minus thirty five and
0: goes permanently i heard rumors about um one of your colleagues um creating a cookbook right uh, and did you contribute and if you did what were you uh, saying?
1: i i haven't contributed to it but what like i have my recipes written down but i will be writing my recipes but they're all desserts
2: oh <laughs> what did you do i have
1: I do have some healthy recipes and I will, like, I, I recently, so um, at home, like a few days back only, everybody was like, okay hey, let's, like, you know, let's have you cook one of like Indian meals for us. So like I, I cooked uh, butter.
0: Oh, yeah. Specialist in pastries and cakes and sweets. <laughs> um, so did you make the butter chicken?
1: I, I did. I made it. I made it for my friends and they loved it and i would and like there are a lot of people on our team who love eating butter chicken and and myself um love that so like i made that for my uh teammates here and um yeah i will add that to the recipe book i've been thinking of doing that but trust me i've been so busy i've been so busy with the webinars and like catching up with the trainings and like you know there's so many things that are that are taking place but um I do plan to, like, add my recipes, add butter chicken especially to the cookbook because I know it's all-time favorite of everyone, and I will add some dessert um, ideas as well. It's just that I really love baking, even though I cannot eat them, but I just bake them and I (laughs) keep them.
2: That that takes um, a lot of willpower. (laughs) But, But
1: yes, I love baking them. So, like, I try to get, like, to bake something special on the weekend and, like, have, a piece or, or like a, or a little more yeah, a, pitch, small like on the, yeah. <laughs> a small treat or maybe after good after a really good a uh, uh, high intense workout Work uh, like a small surprise and like you know like a <laughs> like a meal, or like a win um uh, <laughs> all piece of dessert
2: no, so like absolutely.
1: Yeah, that but Yeah, it's like it's it has been great to like have a cookbook because you can like share so many ideas and like share ideas of what you can do and like what you can like you know explore and invent with whatever you have available and like what other players are doing as well and like what they use in their meals as well so i guess yeah it, was, it has been really nice to have the cookbook and i will i will definitely be adding my bunch of your recipe to that
0: well you've broken so many glass ceilings and opened the doors for um indian uh, sports people and uh you're representing the nation as you probably know there's not much pressure on you there but uh <laughs> The recipe obviously will just be the icing on the cake. Uh, and by the way, any good Indian restaurants in Winnipeg? The bound to be. Uh, not in Winnipeg.
1: I haven't oh, wow. been,
0: been
1: in restaurants in Winnipeg, uh, but there was one in. Um, I remember we were in. We were in Mountain for one of her way matches. And um, there was an Indian restaurant really close by to our hotel. So I literally, I ordered for a pickup and then I I just got my little walk in from the hotel. And then I walked and I picked up the order, came back to my room and like, I enjoyed that. Uh. (laughs) I loved that meal. I enjoyed that one cheat meal. And like I had, I, I ate like, and yeah, like that was the first time early but otherwise I cook Indian meals for myself whenever I feel like it but I like my meals are pretty restricted and I follow like a pattern of like when is the time that I'm actually going to be having a salad with like the amount of like the protein of my choice and like you know my breakfast is usually somewhat repetitive every day but yeah but like whenever I want I cook Indian meals for myself at home but except for like the times when I really don't do not want to cook and I get really tired of like, I cannot do this anymore. I I pick up my phone, I order food and like, I just get it delivered
0: for myself. Well, having heard your routine, that'd be me, lunch, breakfast, I'd be ordering in. I don't know how you do that Um, routine (laughs) and still find the energy to uh, cook an amazing meal. So, um, like I said earlier, Dalima, I can speak to you. I wanted to speak to you about your psychology um, right. degree and the work of a psychologist because I, I was reading about it and having heard right. that you're doing it. and It's incredible. And um, it is something that we lack back home. Um, and uh, it's a really big aspect of uh, sports now, getting right. it mentally right. And uh, I want to um, hopefully we'll have you back on because okay. I was, I've... I've um, you know, I've seen and heard about Winnipeg is a beautiful part of Canada. Well, all of Canada is beautiful, let's face it. So it'd be good to hear about your stories traveling around uh, Canada. But for today, you know, um, I can't thank you enough. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. And. Um, I feel really guilty having uh, taken so much of your time, but hopefully you will come back on very soon, and we can talk about a lot of other things. Because my list is only about a third way through. Because you're such an interesting person, and you've done such you've done such amazing things. That time flies.
1: Right, like I, I had so much of fun. I did not even realize that we actually spent over an hour talking about. What, what it has been like. And mm-hmm. I always love talking about the game and I always like sharing my experiences. And I guess, um, like, I, I, I'm, I'll literally be waiting for you to call me back on the show. because
2: oh, Don't say things like that.
1: interactions with you are so much fun like even when we interacted the last time we actually kept going on and on and on and like the time just flew by and it is always great and like the pleasure is all mine to be here and I love talking and I love sharing my experience about the game and about what I'm doing in life and it has been an absolute pleasure to be here and to be like you know sharing the space with you where I can talk and like I can share whatever I want to So, yeah, thank you for that and thank you for reaching out to me and thank you for having me over again. And it is, like,
0: I've I've, had a great time. Well, it's been my honor. It's very kind of you to say that. But, as always, you're doing the nation proud in so, so so many ways that, uh, you know, uh, we we are genuinely really proud of what you're doing. And, uh, like I said, uh, stay safe and um, hope things uh, work out and you have uh, another full season and uh, with the Bisons. And uh, get more goals and um, no pressure there. But thank you, and thank you, and stay safe. And Bye. we'll talk thank
1: soon. Thank
0: you so much. You too. Bye. Take care. Thank you.